0: Welcome to Logical, the UAE's first and the only legal podcast. My name is Elliott. Logical comes to you from the Dubai-based legal firm HPL Yamalova and Pleska here in JLT. Uh, and as always, here's the managing partner, Ludmilla Yamalava. Good to talk to you again, Ludmilla.
1: Great to be in your company, Tim, as always.
0: Now, this time, it's another Logical Light, a bite-sized podcast, a quick look at long-term rental contracts. Now, By that, I I guess the definition is really contracts that last for a period of what? A decade or over? Is that a reasonable assumption, Ludmilla?
1: Yes. The long-term contracts, rental contracts, are contracts that are for a period of more than 10 years. Uh, Anything that's less than 10 years, they're considered to be as your typical rental contracts, which would be subject to rental laws and a particular authority or agency that is mandated to regulate rental issues. So for example in Dubai, rental contracts are subject to uh, to RERA and the RDC which is the rental dispute uh, center uh, that adjudicates rental agreements and and disputes and um, and, and also the these such contracts are subject to the rental laws, and in Dubai, there's specific rental regulations that apply for uh, for tenancy matters, as is the case in other Emirates. So that's where, and all contracts that are subject to these rental laws, specific rental laws, are contracts that are below the term of ten years. Anything above 10 years are considered to be long-term rental contracts as well, but they are subject to different laws and different authorities.
0: Okay, so both residential and commercial?
1: Yes, indeed. So these long-term rental contracts uh, are the principles and the laws and the protocols and the procedure for uh, signing contracts, for executing them, for enforcing them, for arguing them—they're uh, all uh, the same for rent, uh, for residential and for commercial properties.
0: So it's not really an ajari, the, the 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 mandatory rental contract registration document that we all get. This is a slightly different registration format, isn't it?
1: Exactly. So, just to explain in the better, in terms of the context of the difference between rental, your typical rental agreements versus long-term rental agreements, is that typical rental agreements are registered, as you rightfully said, with Ijari and the, and adjudicated through RDC, the Rental Dispute Center, and they're subject to rental laws. Uh, and uh, and the Ijari contract is is a rental contract which you register uh, through Ijari and you have this Ijari certificate issued and the fee that you pay for that is uh, I think it's about 150 dirhams and um, then you have this uh, little Ijari certificate uh, that uh, is issued on the back of the the registration and it's all done through RDC and which is the rental basically court if you will. Now, with long term contracts, is a difference, a very much different protocol, because they're considered to be more as contracts or disagreements. And they are subject, they're not subject to rental laws. Uh, they're subject to the UE contract laws and whatever other laws that might be at play, depending on the nature of that particular contract. Uh, so, but certainly the UAE contract laws uh, would apply. Uh, And they're not subject to, for example, in Dubai to this, the rental court, they would be subject to the regular court. uh, And that's in Dubai would be just the Dubai courts versus RDC. And also when you execute a contract, let's say you are the landlord, I'm the tenant, and... uh, we want to, I want to have a 15-year contract with you. Uh, so once we've signed the contract, if th- this particular contract, a long-term contract, we would have to register not through the land department or RDC, as is the case with the regular rental agreements, uh, but rather we'll have to sign with uh, the Dubai land department. Uh, and so so this is, it's not an EJARI certificate. It's, it's but it was still registering it under the um, a real estate authority, but it's a different arm of real estate authority. It's not RIRA so much, uh, as is the case with the JARI contract. It's rather the land department, the Dubai land department. And so, so therefore, the certificate you will receive is not an JARI certificate, but basically Dubai land department or DLD certificate of registration. And the fee to pay uh, to register this contract is actually 4%. Uh, of the uh, value of the contract. And that particular fee is paid to the land department. So it's, in fact, it's more similar to the sale and purchase agreement. So if I buy a property from you, uh, then as part of the purchase, uh, we would have to pay 4% to the land department, or DLD, otherwise known as, and uh, to have the uh, the title deed be transferred from your name to mine so uh, so the similar process and similar concept applies to these long term contracts and i I, w- I would have to pay the 4% registration fee and that's 4% of the value of the contract so let's say if we have um, a contract of 15 years so i'd have to pay the 4% of the value of the rent for the f- full 15 years uh, so, obviously, it can be quite significant, and this is why, in many ways, it's very similar uh, to what uh, we know of when we when properties are being transferred in terms of ownership. So, you pay 4% on the total value of the property. So, this is the same concept, except it's not the value of the property, it's the value of the contract for the duration of the contract.
0: So, in terms of how a long-term contract is seen under the law, it's, it's a contract that Lasts uh, for more than ten years is registered for a right to use, so that's kind of similar to a leasehold agreement, really. It
1: it, it is, so it's it's a hybrid, if you will. So yes, right. it is uh, to it's the right to use because obviously, ultimately, ownership wise, it's still not your property. Mm. Uh, but the process that you go through to secure interest in this property is more akin to when you buy a property, and that is you register with the land department. It would be subject to the same. Uh, courts and laws, if there's ever a dispute. And the certificate that is issued on the back of this registration is uh, similar to what a title deed looks like. Right. So if I buy a property from you, the title deed um, basically looks a certain format, which many have would have seen by now, and it say, states, title deed well so this uh, rental registration certificate looks very much like the title deed it just has a different title to it mm. it says a uh, contract registration uh, but uh, look and feel is very much uh, similar looking documents from the title deed uh, and uh, is uh, is therefore quite different looking from an, your typical ijari contract or, or ijari registration certificate yeah, so you're right in terms of it's still a rental agreement. It's still a rental relationship. Uh, but in terms of registering, that relationship is more akin to buying property or, or um, selling property and where you register and the fees you pay. And in terms of if there's ever a dispute, it would not be subject to RDC, which is the rental court in Dubai, but rather you are typically just normal Dubai courts, uh, which is where you would bring other real estate dispute cases um, that are not rent related. <laughs>
0: I guess what it means is you can project, can't you, more, in a more long-term fashion. You can plan your your, your real estate life. Uh, who are contracts like this aimed at?
1: Yes, it's quite interesting because we've actually advised recently a few of our clients uh, this, this very option, and this is why it's a, somewhat of a topical discussion because Uh, What this gives you is, once again, security for the duration of the contract. So if you sign a 15-year contract, ultimately you know that your right in being in that property is guaranteed for those 15 years. In other words, you as a landlord, if you wanted to um, increase rent, you could not unless it's provided for in the contract ahead of time. For example, if we agreed on some sort of a a rent increase every five years, I mean, we could do that. Uh, but you would not be able to increase rent beyond whatever is specifically stated in the contract at the time when we executed it. You could not evict me if, because let's say you wanted to, decided to move into the property yourself and that is one of the legitimate reasons for eviction normally with rental contracts. Here, you would not be able to do this until the expiration of the, the rental contract, which is, let's say, 15 years now, a case, in our example. And if you wanted to sell the property you wouldn't be able to um to do anything you could sell the property but the new owner would still be subject to the same contract and i would still remain to be the tenant uh, so uh, so these are some of the um, obvious benefits uh, and um uh, and this is where these kinds of contracts would come into play however where there's an additional benefit in particular is um if you wanted to make certain improvements in the property Right, And if you wanted to make these improvements fairly significant. Uh, So where this makes even more sense is, for example, and this is what we've seen recently quite a bit for those uh, more or less kind of long term Dubai residents, for example, uh, people have... um, Uh, have developed affinity uh, for certain neighborhoods, for certain parts of town where they really love to live and they really, really want to be there. For example, some of these areas include Jumeirah, right? So they want to, they really like that kind of uh, the villa style and uh, the old Dubai uh, lifestyle. But as uh, many would know, Jumeirah for the most part is not freehold. So, which means foreigners cannot own properties. Uh, Foreigners can own properties in freehold zones, and freehold zones are specifically designated as such. So, for example, the Palm Jumeirah is a freehold. The JLT is freehold. uh, Downtown Dubai. But the Jumeirah area, and uh, that's just as an example, uh, it, it is not freehold. So, only Emiratis can own properties there. And there's a lot of expats that have been living in those villas and in that neighborhood that that is predominantly Emirati-owned and even often populated. And they love that lifestyle. But um, those, those communities and those houses and villas, they were perhaps some of the original houses that were built in Dubai. And that's also one of the reasons why so many... Uh, so many foreigners love living there because it has that sort of an old Dubai look and feel. And um, and it's it appeals, that kind of vibe appeals to a lot of, especially long-term expats. So they love living there and they just don't want to move out. But let's face it, because these buildings were some of the first ones to be built. They're somewhat dated and uh, some improvements would be very much desirable. But the landlord, for obvious reasons, does not want to be spending millions of dirhams to improve the property because the rent more or less remains the same. And even if they could charge more rent, they may not necessarily be interested in spending loads and loads of um, money to improve. And, and especially if um, if it's for, done for a tenant, the tenant would really know what improvements they would want, not so much, not necessarily what the landlord might want to improve. So, uh, So for the landlord to pay for the improvements that that specific tenant wants, it's often commercially difficult to justify or to convince them. But in this case, if you are one of those, and you one of those expats who really likes one of these non-freehold areas, and in particular property where you might have already been living for X number of years, and um, you want and you have some security or confidence that this is, that you're going to be in Dubai for, let's say, 15 years, and you really want to make this your home, then this is where this long-term contract will come, come in handy. Because if you sign a 15-year contract as a tenant and you have the security that you were in this property for 15 years, now as a tenant, you could see how you could justify spending the, the money to improve the property to your own liking. So instead of asking the landlord to do so. So here you could, Perhaps, obviously, with the landlord's approval, which in many cases they would not necessarily object to, to to have their property be improved at somebody else's expense. So um, you could uh, even rebuild the entire property if you wanted to, if the landlord allowed you. Yes, you would spend millions of dirhams, but in your mind, this could be well justified because you know that at least you will be able to... And to benefit from this property for the next fifteen years, and furthermore, as part of your agreement with the landlord, what you could do is you could agree that after fifteen years, for example, they will either, there will be some other additional, perhaps, compensation that if you've invested, let's say, several million dirham imp- improvements, let's say the landlord can compensate you to an extent. I, I mean, that's it's a subject for parties' agreement. It doesn't have to be included in there, but that's just just one example of how uh, how um, Um, flexible these contracts could be and how you could customize it uh, to your to your specific needs Uh, and so and we have seen a number of cases recently like this and and where expats just want to ultimately quote-unquote own and a non-freehold property and And they come up with all sorts of nifty agreements where, listen, I buy this property. It's going to be in the name of the Emirati, but this is a really good friend of mine. So it's okay. They will I can trust them. And um, so even though I don't have the, the title deed, but really I own it. This does not work. I mean, none of these uh, transactions and mechanics work purely because they are against the law. And the law is that these are non-freehold, only reserved for ownership of Emiratis. So until that changes any kind of undertakings that uh, ultimately... Aim to uh, to to breach the law, or to override the law, or sidestep the laws will not be enforceable. So, but in the meantime, there is in fact a very nifty and reliable legal tool where you, for the most part, can assure your um, your expectations and your commitments and the landlord's commitment in a fairly clear and uh, and enforceable way, and that is through these long term contracts. Uh, and this is the benefit of of these contracts. And therefore, in that case, if you, there is ever a dispute, this will go to the Dubai courts just as a regular real estate dispute. And whatever, let's say, if you let's say you have agreed to spending this five million dirhams to improve the property and then the lender decides to evict you five or six years from from that point uh, in time. This would go to Dubai courts, and depending on how the contract is drafted, there's very high chances that you will get compensation uh, for whatever it is you've invested on the back of the landlord's uh, breach of the agreement.
0: And that is another episode of Logical, a slightly lighter Logical, this time the ins and outs of long term, a nifty way actually, uh, to find the ins and outs of 10 years plus real estate contracts. As ever on Logical, our legal expert was Ludmilla Yamalava, managing partner here at Yamalava and Pleska in JLT here in Dubai. Thank you, Ludmilla. Thank you, Tim. Find us at L.Y. Law, social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. There's also an ever-growing library of hundreds of podcasts, all kinds of legal questions answered regularly here in the UAE and all free as well. Finally, to get the legal question answered in a future logical episode or if you'd like to talk to a qualified UAE experienced legal professional, click the contact button at lylawyers.com.